listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, Samael. Welcome to episode 76. It's back. Oh, yes it is. And today we are going to be discussing our review of It Chapter 2. Yes, we just got out of the theater with cotton mouth and bruised tailbones. Oh yeah, this is literally as fresh of a review episode as can be. Uh, We're coming right into it off of an almost three hour long movie uh so did it feel that way was it good was it not good we're gonna find out in just a little bit uh we have a few things before that but as always we gotta start out by giving a shout out to sports radio detroit yes and you can find them on twitter instagram and facebook just look up srd sports radio detroit that's srd sports radio detroit not Detroit Sports Radio. That's right, Fiends. And you can also check out sportsradiodetroit.com where you can listen to all of the Grave Discussions episodes that you can possibly listen to. And also check out all the other uh, great podcasts as well. So be sure to do that. First, we've got uh, some news, but we've got a few sponsored messages before we get into all of that. So stick around. Uh, it's going to be real quick, and then we'll have an uninterrupted Grave Discussions. Here at Grave Discussions, we know that addiction can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Detox Helpline help you break your addiction to drugs and alcohol. Call the addiction specialist now at the Detox and Treatment Helpline 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They're always available for you, and if you have private insurance, they specialize in finding you the right treatment. Give them a call at 1-800-213-9257. That is 800-213-9257. Hi, this is Jason Pinkett from Pucking Around and Spinning the Wheels on Sports Reader Detroit. Check us out every Sunday over on the SRD Hockey Feed on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. That's SRD Hockey in your search bar. New episodes every week. Hey, Samuel. Hey, Barnabas. What's up? Oh, not much. Have you ever written a book? No, but I've written a musical. Oh, well, you can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Aha, I hear countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their books to the market. Their professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, their authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books. So, make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Do not wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author. And seeing your name in print. Uh Aha! You've already written a book. Next thing to do is make this free call now to Dorrance Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. And the number is 1-800-213-9259. Again, 1-800-213-9259.
All right, Sam. So this first article uh, is pretty cool. Now, this actually concerns some animated horror. So why don't you tell us what we got going on here? So we have two, I repeat, dose animated spawn series coming out, mainly to target children and to get them hooked like crack, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the, that's what uh, Todd McFarlane said, and uh, it's pretty cool. Apparently, you know, the movie is not going as smoothly as it could be. Obviously, in the 90s, uh, there was the Spawn animated series on HBO, which was targeted towards adults. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. I didn't really watch it. No, I just watched the movie with Michael J. White, yeah. right? That was him? <laughs> yeah, that was him, yeah. So bad. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? It's like kind of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I do have to watch the animated series. Um, there's gonna be one that's uh, of these, you know, new two that are gonna be targeted for kids. Apparently, the second one is going to be a little bit more mature, as you know, Spawn is supposed to be. Uh, and then supposedly we're gonna see the movie. But it's pretty cool news. I I really like Spawn as a character. Um, you know, lots of horror stuff in there. It's kind of like a horror superhero thing, as we discussed before. But <laughs> but uh, and, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. Spawn's pretty badass, so. I don't know. I just want a new Spawn movie. Same, yeah. I fuck, want, like, a good... the cartoon. I mean, I already watched... I watched South Park, and that's enough cartoons for me, so. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. But once we have more info about these two anime series, guys, we'll let you know. Uh, hopefully, they'll be coming out pretty soon. Now, next up, uh, also from the 90s, 1990 to be exact, related to something we're going to be talking about today, which is It... Uh, the original miniseries is going to be floating on by to sci-fi for several nights beginning September 5th. So that was already a few days ago. So yeah, uh, on the 5th, it was at 8 p.m. On the 6th at 5.50. Sunday, it's going to be at 12.26 p.m. Kind of fucking weird time. Yeah. And then Tuesday, it's going to be on at 11 p.m. And then Wednesday on 9.11. In order to remember the tragedies, we're going to be watching it at 10.30 a.m. So. Not too soon? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think this is just telling us that clowns were behind everything. They might have been. You never know. It's possible. Um, but yeah. By clowns, you mean <laughs> Bush? <No. laughs> oh, there could be a lot of things uh, be taken away from that. But no. Uh, yeah. Wednesday, uh, September 11th is going to be the last day that you can check this out on Sci-Fi. Uh, obviously, you can pick up the miniseries anywhere. But if you need some extra motivation before go going to see uh, it, Chapter 2, this could be, you know, a pretty good... Uh, opportunity to do so and i always like when you know tv stations kind of do this too it means that they are actually aware of kind of what's going on and that not everybody may have seen you know the original film or whatever oh, yeah. so, um, if only they would play it chapter one but anyway that's pretty cool uh if you're listening to this before that happens still you can go check it out on one of those nights next up and the last article Midsummer, the extended director's cut, which uh, our friend the caretaker actually saw. Oh, what do you say about um, it? He he really liked it. Yeah, apparently there's not like a ton of new stuff that's added, but the the newly added scenes are still you know pretty cool apparently. But um, yeah, it's coming out to actually Apple TV exclusively, so it seems like it's not going to be on the Blu-ray, which is really unfortunate. Uh, but Who I, the fuck I has Apple TV? That. I have no idea. <laughs> Apparently, it's going to be like, you know, a hot new thing, but Rich I have absolutely no clue. So, if you guys have Apple TV, I guess you can check it out. Uh, it's coming to digital and on demand September 24th, and then Blu ray 
uh, in DVD October 8th. So I'm assuming it says the home video release of the director's cut is exclusive to Apple TV. I'm assuming it's going to be around that same time. Now, we do have uh, just a few trailers here, but let us know what you think about that last announcement. Uh, this first trailer is also kind of, you know, hearkening back. Uh, it's going to be for Black Christmas. So we already had a remake in 2006, which was completely different from the original. And now we're having another remake December 13th on the Friday the 13th in theaters by Blumhouse. And it's completely different. Yeah, it is a lot different. So uh, this film, which, you know, like you said it, man, <laughs> they already had a remake. I think I've mentioned this before on the show. I don't like that. You know, if you're going to remake something, I get it. You know, new generation of fans and, and you know, obviously for money and whatnot. But uh, I don't know, man. Why why again? It's you to know? capitalize on the December 13th. Oh, we need a Christmas horror movie. Yeah. How about let's remake Black Christmas again? Yeah. But let's like... Let's dress the dude up as the serial killer guy posing as a vampire from Trick or Treat. Yeah. That's exactly what he wore, too. Yeah. So I, I guess this one, honestly, is kind of more of like a reimagining, uh, once again, uh, directed by Sophia Tikal. And this one is a more, you know, feminine-focused uh, horror film. Uh, again, it's interesting that they're kind of going along, like, the more Halloween-style slasher route, yeah. which the original was really not. Uh, the original Black Christmas, I mean. And, you know, now they're uh, introducing the sorority members as, you know, these, like, badass fighters. I guess it makes sense in the time that we're in. Um, you know, this is another one of those situations where it's like, can you even call it Black Christmas? Should you even call it Black Christmas? You know, is there a point to that? So, I, I guess they're just trying to take advantage of the name. I mean, yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I don't get, like, these, like super like girls can fight too it's been established in the 80s slasher movies the final girl mm -hmm. i mean women always kick the killer's ass even in the original black christmas or what's her name uh olivia hussey she was the final girl mm -hmm. and in the remake it was that blonde chick she was the final girl like yeah. we girls have been we, girls women have been fighting back since the beginning of slasher films so mm -hmm. why the focus on that now i think it just makes it a little more corny just have the woman survive and let let her survival skill speak for itself. Don't be like, I am woman, hear me mm -hmm. roar. That just it's corny. Like just have her do her thing and survive. That's yeah. it. Like they always do. That's it. Well, I'll say this. I mean, I, I'm totally fine with these films happening. You know, like I don't have anything against it. But um even with stuff not like this, you, you shouldn't really try to force stuff down people's throats. And that's too what much. it seems like, yeah. You know, you can make arguments, I guess. I'm not going to say it It seems like it's doing it, but the fact that it's dressing it up as Black Christmas and all this, you know, it's it's debatable for sure. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know how, exactly how to feel about it. I guess I'll still check it out, but yeah, December 13th. This next one, uh, also kind of in the same vein. So the usual Hansel and Gretel uh, fairy tale by the Grimm brothers, of course, being adapted once again uh, as Gretel and Hansel now by Osgood Perkins and this one looks uh, actually pretty dark yeah it doesn't have like that kind of light-hearted feel that you've seen of adaptations of Hansel and Gretel it looks like if I'm gonna make a prediction the lady's not gonna be a witch and they're just gonna kill an innocent old nice lady trying to feed them oh man that would be fucked up if the movie like makes it seem like makes you suspect she's a witch and then all of a sudden they just put a regular lady in the oven 
that would be insane actually i hope i hope you call it like here and now i hope that's what happens kind of but uh it it would be an interesting twist like think about it they make it intentionally dark they kind of allude to her being a witch and then she's not and then they put her in the oven oh man i don't know that would be a cool twist uh you know we've seen the fairy tale adapted so many times honestly anything is going to be better than that fucking hansel and gretel witch, witch hunters, hunters with oh with hawkeye flying around and shooting with like yeah. was was who, who, who was that guy in that movie he was in a lot of yeah movies. jeremy renner okay yeah, yeah. okay okay <laughs> yeah he was in avengers yeah. and stuff oh, <laughs> but you know this one actually looks all right uh there's some creepy uh visuals for sure and overall looks pretty good sophia lillis who plays young Beverly Marsh in It Chapter 1, uh, is playing Gretel, like I said, being directed by Osgood Perkins, who did The Black Coat's Daughter, which I really liked. So, And it's being uh, done by Orion Pictures, who just uh, recently did uh, the new Child's Play. So, you know, there's potential. It looks kind of more like that The Witch, uh, Hagazusa-style yeah. thing, which, you know, implies to me that it's going to be a real witch, but we'll see. Let's talk about this third piece of shit trailer. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Gretel and Hansel guys coming out January 31st, 2020 in theaters. Now this last one, yeah, looks pretty bad. It's called Killer Sofa and it's going to be out on DVD and digital sometime in October. So uh, yeah, first of all, misleading name because it's not a sofa. Yeah, it's a recliner. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this one looks pretty bad. Honestly, the trailer hypes it up to seem way better than it actually is but the whole time it's about yeah a a killer chair with like a face and it like eats people sure uh, and it's it's cursed possessed (laughs) yeah so uh, what what did you think just briefly it's gonna be bad like flat out it's gonna be bad you can't like make a movie about a killer sofa i'm like yeah i could work like look at fucking sharknado shark exorcist (laughs) next it's gonna be like killer toaster the possessed paper towel roll. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. Yeah, I, you know, I think that this concept, honestly, could work. Probably not as a feature, but as something like a short. Uh, and it has to be completely different. The only <laughs> like, thing it that, has to be serious. The only thing that worked with killer or possessed furniture is Courage the Cowardly Dog. With oh. the possessed mattress. I saw this pretty cool short, though, honestly. I think it was a short. No, you didn't. <laughs> it wasn't about a sofa, but it was about um, this... I, I don't know if it was the haunted furniture if it was just like a haunting but uh i think it was a short this woman is like walking down the hallway and there's like this you know chair or something and this woman like crawls out from under the cushion that was actually really effective you know something like that i guess could work but as a feature film in this style it just looks way too cheesy but like in a bad way yeah it's it's gonna be a bad bad movie not a good bad movie yeah so i don't know if you guys are interested i guess it's been getting you know something on social media just because i'm assuming of the idiocy of this concept but uh yeah well you can check it out in october if you want i'm not going to (laughs) i don't really want to either (laughs) but uh yeah guys that's it for the news this week next up we are going to give our review of it chapter two stick around go grab some animal crackers or something we'll be back in just a moment all right fiends and we are back and we are going to be discussing it chapter two Uh, as we mentioned we literally just got back from watching it earlier today and 
clocking it almost three hours long. Uh, you know, this was definitely an experience. And yeah, yeah. What are your initial thoughts, Sam? Without I'm not gonna get, try to give too many spoilers. You know, obviously people probably know the general story of it, having read the book, most likely or seen the miniseries or whatever. But yeah, initial thoughts. I really like the fact that it was pretty different from the original like miniseries. So like, I kind of didn't know what was gonna happen, but I kind of did. You know, a uh, mm-hmm. few parts that surprised me. Nothing really. One really major thing that surprised me. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, they added some, you know, different character traits to like these people as adults now, mm-hmm. as opposed to the first film. Uh, Beverly's still attached to abusive men. Uh, yeah. Bill doesn't have a stutter until he comes back to Derry. Then he's do we gotta do 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 do, and apparently, you know, they don't remember anything from their childhood. And once they come back, the memories start flooding them. And then Mike's like, hey, we got to do this Native American ritual. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, uh, that part was kind of, it wasn't okay, but I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, some of that stuff's pretty weird, especially in the book. You know, obviously at the end, there's like the, that great turtle or whatever. And yeah. they're like in the cosmos and it, it gets pretty weird. I mean, a lot of King's written stuff is way out there. Like if you've ever, uh, read the dark tower, a lot of people will tell you that's pretty fucking weird. I mean, it kind of takes place in like a separate dimension or like a separate planet or something like that anyway. Uh, but this one is supposed to be like small town and you know, but it's supposed to have some of those elements because it, is like this, you know, cosmic being or something. And uh, it's not immediately clear in, in the first movie. This one, I think, does an okay job at sort of hinting at that. Kind of. They, they still, oh, but this place has been here for millions of years. Yeah. I guess that part, but they were still kind of ambiguous with his backstory, mm-hmm. which is cool because if you're like, he's an alien from another galaxy and his greatest enemy is a giant turtle, and people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, that would be pretty weird. Plus, I mean, not as, you know, accessible to a lot of, like, the casual moviegoers. I think even in our uh, theater, I would say that a, probably a good chunk of people ha- hadn't really experienced it before, apart from, you know, this new, uh, you know, back-to-back series. So, yeah, I, I think it would have been pretty weird. They still hinted at the turtle here and there, but, yeah, yeah, they spoiler had- alert, it's not in the movie as i think most people expected it not to be Uh, like you said it would have been like way too much like yeah people would have even been like they would have just been like yeah that kind of sucked right yeah (laughs) the end of that book sucked just like the end of stephen king's it book (laughs) uh yeah i I don't exactly remember a lot of what happened but you know there's still a lot of exposition and just kind of going over sort of everything that happened and yada yada but uh you know that, that's kind of the theme of this film uh they took a lot of what was in the book and either omitted it or included it in some different kind of way but it was fine you know the book obviously had a lot more detail in it um when i was reading it i thought it was cool because it allowed for all this like history of dairy and more on the background of it and there's like a whole a whole scene in the book with you know them seeing it crash into earth and all this crap and it's like pretty extensive you know the movie didn't really do that too much i think it did a good job of just 
giving us the story of the losers coming back and fighting it you know so i think in that aspect i think it did a good job it was the pace kind of like i don't want to say it dragged but it was fucking long all right my tailbone is bruised yeah uh it was a pretty long movie and it kind of unfolded the same way as the first one Mm -hmm. pennywise confronts each of them like one by one and then together and then but now he's a giant spider crab like Kabutops from Pokemon. And I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I get it. Yeah. Yeah, Spoiler alert. He's still a fucking giant spider. I will say, uh, you know, I won't really go into what happened there, but I liked this version of the it's spider thing a lot better than in the miniseries. Oh yeah. Cause the miniseries, it was kind of fucking wild. Yeah, it was. No, this one was actually cool. It was pretty dramatic. Um, you know, I, I got those emotions at the final scene and the entire final act in this movie in in my opinion at least was done pretty well maybe apart from like the very very end yeah i just didn't like how they went about battling him and how they eventually figured out like hey we know how to beat him Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i'm not gonna spoil it but it was just kind of like really that's how it's gonna happen those really weird things in the movie probably would have been better off with you know more background more exposition like in the book i mean in the book it was pretty weird but at least you could flip back and be like oh, okay that's why they're doing this and there was all this you know narration obviously kind of going into why it makes sense even though it didn't really make sense uh the movie even though it was long still had to compact a lot of stuff so they couldn't include a lot of that kind of stuff to to make it not seem so out of place but I think you just kind of had to sit back and be like, okay, obviously this thing is good at showing them, you know, what, what it wants them to see so that they're scared, yada, yada. And it's some fucking freaky alien thing. So I'll just go with it, I guess. I, but. I felt like if we had more actual clown Pennywise, mm-hmm. I, w- I could have gave this movie like a solid nine or 10 out of 10 even. But okay. like the fact that he came in like a few scenes and then, then he was like this giant monster thing kind of like took away from it for me just a little bit nothing too major uh seeing him eat kids actually was like pretty sweet because like it's kind of taboo to show kids getting killed on Mm -hmm. you know the movie screen but when it happens i'm like ah ha ha like you know (laughs) it's like every horror movie makes it like children are sacred you can't hurt the children this movie's like i'm gonna bite this kid's fucking head off so it was it was pretty sweet uh like I said, man, uh, only my only problem was with like how they chose to fight him <laughs> near mm-hmm. the end, and uh, really his lack of screen time, because like when he was like visiting them, you know, one by one, scaring the shit out of them, he never really appeared as the clown. He was like he was like the hobo for Eddie again, and yeah. then that skinny bitch for Beverly, that tall skinny thing. Yeah, you know, because the whole thing was supposed to be like he's supposed to embody their fears to make them scared of him and that's how he gets to them that's how he feeds off of them and stuff like that it it is better paced in the book i will say but the the thing is and i don't want to keep you know comparing it to the book but i kind of have to just because you know this is part two it's two years later obviously it doesn't maybe seem as cohesive uh it tried because it did have a lot of flashbacks and uh, a lot of that stuff was pretty cool those were actually i think the scenes where they actually had those actors but you know digitally de-aged them i don't know if you saw that article but this movie actually was the first either movie or horror movie to ever like digitally de-age actors and i think they did it with the kids because some of those uh shots may not have 
looked so smooth if it wasn't like the kid and the adult version of the actor you know so i think they did that stuff kind of cool and they had some flashbacks but it just wasn't as cohesive the book had a lot of like here's what happens uh as as their kids the next chapter this is what happening uh as adults and then like you know the same pattern kind of so it made a little bit more sense and like the adult stuff is kind of supposed to mimic the the kids stuff because the whole theme is like oh they're supposed to remember what they did in order to kind of have that childhood and and not be scared of it and then in order to fight it so for me it kind of made a little bit more sense as a non-book reader i think it would be like how you're feeling right now for most people you know i like the uh the character development though because like it's been like what 27 years since they last all saw each other mm-hmm. so like uh, clearly they were different people so it's not like they were coming back to dairy just because they remembered everything doesn't mean like they were really the same i mean ben's not a fat fuck anymore <laughs> yeah and uh they're all like kind of different except you know bill kind of you know takes a blast from the past when his stutter comes back and mm-hmm I guess he gets traumatized again and we get to see their characters like redevelop all over again and see what kind of chemistry they have now with each other that it's 27 years later and mm. everything's pretty much the same and it kind of was except for uh you know uh one of one of the losers wasn't there I don't want to spoil it but if you've oh, seen yeah. the original miniseries you know who kills themselves mm-hmm yeah and uh he looked really like him though honestly that's the best casting they had i agree i think besides jessica chastain jessica chastain uh i've heard some people say they didn't like it i heard some say they did i think she's a phenomenal actress so i liked it but i actually think the guy that they got for ben was good yeah him um he kind of did look like ben in the face just not fat yeah like a buff i mean bill was great (laughs) oh yeah Bill was good uh, as James McAvoy. That's what you yeah, mean. Yeah, James right? McAvoy's better. Yeah. Bill Hader stole the show as uh, Richie, in right. my opinion. That he's been kind of the the talk of the movie. Most people are like, yeah, it was okay, but you know, Bill Hader was really good. I agree. Bill Hader was probably the best actor in this, in my opinion. But I thought that they, as a cast, had really good chemistry. So it made their friendship seem, you know, more realistic. Honestly, though, James McAvoy d- isn't what I expected bill to look like yeah, you know really. growing up <laughs> but you know jessica chastain is what i expect beverly to look like uh the dude who plays you know richie mm-hmm. and eddie they had on point right yeah like, james like, ransom as as eddie yeah uh, he was good i think everyone was good like casting wise besides like james mcavoy but he can fucking act so it's all good yeah it was it was weird to me you know you couldn't really tell that he had a british accent but uh yeah still i'm like uh, i don't even know he's fucking british yeah oh, oh yeah <laughs> professor xavier although i don't think he has a british accent in that role either but yeah no he is but uh I-, I agree that was the only one really but overall acting casting phenomenal bill skarsgård in your opinion did he improve off of it chapter one or was he about the same as pennywise or or i mean worse? about the same i always thought he was a great pennywise because tim curry never really scared me yeah. Mainly because I know it's Tim Curry. Bill Skarsgård's kind of googly-eyed, and that's kind of creepy. Yeah. But he's just kinda, he's just got that creepy, like, I don't know, tone to his voice and everything, and, then, like, the way he giggles and moves around and stuff. You know, not, not to, like, say one is better than the other, but, yeah, 
I, I really liked him in this movie too. I th- I thought he was still really effective as Pennywise. I think so too. I just like I said, I wish there was more of him because like mm. like I read all all over Instagram, he had like a maximum of like thirty minutes of screen time. Yeah, as the clown, it was it was really supposed to be a lot of them facing their fears. Yeah, and exactly. Relearning, you know, the town of Derry and their childhoods and whatnot, and then it just came out, you know, when it was like really trying to get them so i don't know i mean it would have been cool but going back to the pacing kind of i i actually thought the pacing was pretty good uh maybe toward the end it kind of stumbled you know here and there but for like the first two hours at least for me it didn't really feel like two hours or like more than two hours had gone by you know so i think overall it was it was all right things were happening at least you know it wasn't just like an hour of them talking like some movies have so um, yeah, I think that was good. The scares were pretty good. Like, um, all the, all the blood, all the practical effects that they had, even the CGI. It wasn't as bad as was, people were really making right. it out to be. Yeah, no. The practical effects that they had were great. Visually, it looked good. Even, like I said, uh, you know, after the movie, the CGI didn't really look too bad. I think it did a, a pretty good job of adding on to Bill Skarsgård specifically as, like, a scary fucking clown alien. So... Um, I can't really say anything bad about that. Cinematography was good. You know, nothing like amazing, but there were some pretty cool shots. I didn't like, the, like, like the score. Yeah, the score was, yeah. There was barely a score, and when there was, it was just kind of like dramatic music. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, that uh, one. See, the, here's the thing. One uh, one of our friends that we went with kind of didn't like it so much because it seemed very Hollywood. I like the movie overall. The score, I think, is probably like the one thing that makes it seem like super you know mainstream like blockbuster um maybe with a different score it could have been better i wish they had used that sound from the trailer like that i can't do it but you know that creepy whining sound yeah that would have been cool but you know that, that was probably one of the worst things about the movie but overall like pacing plot wise acting wise everything like that it was fine it was good i i had like a fun time watching it yeah know? other than my tailbone being bruised as <laughs> yeah. i mentioned i thought it was rather enjoyable uh probably gonna be a while till i watch it again mm. i'm gonna grab the blu-ray obviously because i'm like a crackhead for blu-rays yeah. but you know i'm gonna let it sit on the shelf for a few months before i watch it again because it is rather mm. long yeah. same thing when i get midsummer uh gonna take me a while to pop that in because i don't really have the need to watch that again anytime soon yeah it's gonna have to be like a special occasion for me because um i did like this and we'll get into our scores and whatnot um but i will say this it's probably going to seem a lot better if you watch it um like back to back chapter one into chapter two as it's meant to be um it's gonna be long but i think that that's gonna be you know the definitive experience and i think that's gonna be the best way to enjoy chapter two one quick question I had before we wrap up. Did you feel like there was too much comedy in the movie? Uh, I mean, no. I mean, the kids were funny in the first one, especially Richie and Eddie. So, like, that was part of it, you know, to show that they really haven't changed that much. Mm-hmm. So, you have Eddie talking shit and Richie talking shit and Eddie talking about fucking Richie's mom, you know? I think that was, it was appropriate. Yeah, okay. 
because that was one of the criticisms that I kind of saw online. It was it was more funny than scary. It seemed more like a comedy than a horror movie. I don't really agree with it. Yeah, there were a lot of funny parts, and luckily they were genuinely pretty funny. Um, but I don't think it it detracted from it being a horror movie. I think it was a fine horror movie on its own. Um, that just had some funny parts, you know, like they're supposed to be kids and then when they go back as adults they're supposed to feel like kids in order to unify and stuff you know so you add some levity you throw in some jokes that's how it goes um did it have to be so much yeah maybe they could have toned it down in order to make some scenes like the end battle a bit more dramatic maybe you know but overall i think it was fine so if you had to give it a final score what would it be eight out of ten okay yeah, I'll say either 8 or 8.5 out of 10. It was totally serviceable, you know. There were some parts that maybe didn't quite feel like they connected, but yeah, overall, Pennywise was good, story was good, so I liked it. I don't know, there's a lot of people saying, like, it sucked online and fuck you. No, I don't know. I don't think it sucked. As a movie itself, objectively, it was a good film. Yeah. So, that's what I have to say about it. Technically. So, yeah, technically... Was Cinematography great. was great, acting was great, mm-hmm. pacing was good for a long movie, and it unfolded well, and there was resolution, even though yeah. some fucked up shit happened, that's how life is, like yeah. like Bill said, you know, life is, there's not always a fucking happy ending, so. Yeah, right, and you know what, too, I, I saw some people genuinely, like, jump from some of the scares, so, hey, at least some of those were effective, so, you can't there's really a, say it's not a horror movie. There's a lot of people laughing at that scene with that old bitch running around naked oh, in the yeah. background while talking to Beverly. Yeah. It was because it was so sudden, and it was just such a, I don't know, it was just such a wild thing yeah. that happened, you know, but, but no, there's some genuinely pretty good scenes, but let us know what you guys think about the movie. You can hit us up on uh, all our social media. We have a Facebook and Instagram uh, where you can reach us at Grave Discussions and Twitter at Grave Disc SRD. You can also check out our website, GraveDiscussions.net. Uh, it is down as of this recording because we're moving hosting providers, but we'll have it up very shortly and you'll be able to listen to this episode, all the other episodes, and uh, read our articles as well. So with that, it's going to be it for episode 76. Yes, and tune in next week where we feed puppies to full-grown male no, lions. we're not going to do that. Yes, we are on <laughs> Grave Discussion. <laughs>